0: You are listening to the secrets of Middle Earth on SQPN.com.
1: The battle for Middle Earth is about to begin.
0: Where do you travel to find Middle Earth? This is not... How can you fight the shadows of Angmar? Who created the dwarves?
2: Before I thought I'd die fighting side by side with an elf.
0: Why are elves immortal?
2: You will linger
0: on, in darkness and in doubt. It's nightfall in winter that comes without a star. What is the ultimate evil of Sauron? Join me on a quest for answers. Through the books, the movies and the games That tell us the legendary adventures of hobbits, dwarves, men and elves In Tolkien's Middle-earth Hello and welcome back to, uh, to Middle-earth And no, that was not my stomach uh, I am here in the North Downs Not far from uh, Esteldin, where we were uh, in the previous episode and uh, what you hear in the background is one of these big whore mantles. They're grazing here in the, in the morning sun. It is partially cloudy in Middle-earth. And uh, I'm heading north. I left Esteldin on the east side. And I'm now traveling through the hills towards a mountain range up north. Because I am looking for an entrance into Angmar. And uh, joining me on this trip to what must be one of the most dangerous regions in Middle Earth that we've visited so far are our usual suspects. Uh, first of all, we've got Laura. Good morning, Laura. Good morning, Father. Now, you had a little bit of a, an incident with uh, one of your family Hobbit members who uh, got an injury lately, right?
2: Yeah, my little hobbit has his got his fingers hurt. Oh no. They got slammed in our hobbit hole door. So so he's he's around. You might hear him a little bit.
0: Well, that's no problem. We we have to take good care of our hobbits, right? Also joining oh, yeah. also joining us this morning is Dave, Dave Kale. How are you today, sir? Greetings and well met. Wow, that sounds like a very appropriate elven greeting almost. Well met. <laughs> And finally joining us is from uh, a, a totally different part of Middle-earth is Inge. Hello. And you're from uh, the northern parts as well, although I think the weather in your region right now is a lot worse than it is over here in Middle-earth.
3: <laughs> yeah, we have a storm uh, passing. It's so. a
0: stormy day. Well, we're heading towards a place where the weather might not be as gentle and calm as it is right now, currently in, uh, in in this part of the North Downs, because I'm searching for an entrance into Angmar, and uh, that is a dark place. And I have to consult my map quite a bit, because this entrance is kind of hidden. There are two ways to enter Angmar. You've got uh, an eastern entrance that is basically a path in between two mountains or two rock walls and then you've got this other entrance that I'm currently looking for and I am um, I'm riding in between you've got these big spikes it's uh, the, 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 the rock formations almost look like like the teeth of some monster. And I, I, vaguely remember that the entrance, the the uh, western entrance, must be somewhere here. But for some reason, I can't really find it. I know I have to go to these spikes, these dark spikes, and then turn
2: right. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm missing it. So I'm... It should be just beyond those spikes. Keep going the way you're so going, and you should run that's what into I it. I thought.
0: I think I have to go inside these. There's some some uh, pine trees here. Oh, there they are, yeah. The, the pine trees were hiding the entrance. So there we are. I've, I've, I'm now at the foot of uh, an, uh, a passageway in between these <clears throat> these rocks. And there are some trees as well, although these pine trees have more of an autumn color, which uh, means they're dead, um, which is perhaps symbolic of the area that i'm currently entering you can you can tell that the atmosphere is immediately changing in the distance i can see some more rocks and the path is kind of circling around them and there is a weird looking it looks like a nest with eggs on top of it it's 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 purple and the eggs themselves have these strange green patterns, and I wouldn't be surprised that this these are eggs of some nasty creatures. Let me get off my horse, just to be on the safe side, and uh, proceed cautiously. And over there in the distance, if I turn right, I see more eggs. These look a bit like... <laughs> well, I don't know, every time I see eggs like this, I have to... I have to, they remind me of, of, of the movie Aliens, you know, or you know that this is not safe. Oh, there you go. I think that I've discovered the, uh, <laughs> the creators of these eggs. There are these worms over there. And there is a, a, a brave little hobbit attacking these worms. These are cold worms, and they look... What, what, what creatures are these are, are this dragons or or like baby
2: dragons or what is this These are a different type of dragon they're a wingless dragon that they they just nickname worms to distinguish them from the regular the regular big dragons with the wings so they they're sort of a, a weaker version of a dragon yeah they look like
0: oversized maggots. And so we're, we're definitely in an area where we can expect to uh, bump into into dragons, and uh, well, these lizard-type worms are already looking pretty menacing to me. And if I uh, if I hadn't such a strong armor, I would definitely need some help to uh, to walk around here. But I think I'll, I'll be fine. They seem to be ignoring me right now. Um, but you know, this is. This is a, a dangerous area, and, and you, you can tell from the atmosphere that there is, there's evil in the air. And dragons in the history of Middle-earth are kind of the quintessential instrument of, of evil, aren't they?
2: Yeah, they're used to... Not really to represent, but but sort of, you know, when somebody goes up against a dragon, you think of just going up against something almost inconquerable and totally alien and, um, you know, something that you wouldn't meet in everyday life. And yet, sort of represents the big obstacles of, of, uh, of life. Now, the first time that we
0: encounter a dragon in... At least in the genesis of the stories of Tolkien, it is in The Hobbit. And of course, the dragon is almost uh, the the nemesis of uh, of Bilbo. And it is the the great fierce dragon Smaug. Very powerful. um, Very uh, dangerous. And also a bit... (laughs) Almost sometimes, at times, a bit of a comic relief character. There's a bit of a mix of something... Very dangerous, very uh, menacing, and, and something a bit a bit funny about that dragon. Not, yeah. Not in Also a, very
3: very cunning. You
0: yeah. Yeah. Extremely it, intelligent. Yeah. And the ironic part of the of the of the dragons, as they are portrayed in um, in the stories of Middle Earth, is that they seem to have this dragon disease where they need to gather uh, treasure whereas there's no real reason for them to do so, but they defend this treasure with their life, and they become extremely possessive. Um, and that, of course, is uh, one of the reasons that Bilbo gets involved in the story, because the dwarves want him basically to steal the treasure. And, uh, well, <laughs> we, we all know the story, but but Smaug is just one of the dragons in the history of Middle-earth, and once he is killed... Um, well, we we don't exactly know if there are any other dragons. Uh, there are rumors, of course, but I think that even Gandalf believes Smog to be the last of his kind.
2: Yeah, that's well, true. He makes a he makes a comment to that effect. That um, when uh, Frodo and he are discussing the Ring, whether they could melt the Ring in the fire and they were, they were discussing whether dragon's fire would be hot enough, and Gandalf says, there's, there's no more dragons with that fire hot enough mm. to, uh, to melt the ring, if there ever were. So there's sort of a hint, there may be some dragons around still, but they're not, nothing like smog was.
0: Well, of course, we are here to explore and to verify whether that is true, or if in some remote region here in, uh, in the southern part of Angmar, there might still be dragons roaming around. So I'm gonna continue my walk here. I'm trying to pass by these cold worms or and these rock worms. Both of these are sleeping next to their nest. There are quite a few. They all seem to be sleeping. It's still early morning, so I guess that these worms might be uh, night creatures they seem to be extremely slow early in the morning and I'm heading up the mountain here on the left over there in the distance I see some movement it's red it's scaly and it has wings Uh-oh. ladies and gentlemen I think we have just stumbled upon our first dragon and I actually see part of of his family, because there's an other dragon also walking around here. Now they walk on the, on their, uh, on their feet. Uh, they, they've got their wings folded, and the way they walk almost reminds me of of dinosaurs. There's something extremely ancient. He looks very fierce, fierce and 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 dangerous. I wonder what will happen if I try to catch its its attention. Shall we try? Uh, there you go. He, he didn't like that. He's definitely using his breath to uh, try to scare me. Dragons are strong, <laughs> and there he is. Yeah, I, I killed him. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I perhaps not the the most noble thing to do, but at least now that he's dead, I can examine his body. And uh, well, so he's lying here. Uh, he's got like three toes with sharp, dark nails. Uh, his his scales are definitely red. Big wings, and. Um, the thing that struck me was that he, he didn't use any, like, fire or breath or anything to, to kill me. He was just basically slashing away with, uh, with, with his wings, trying to rip me open. Um, and I think that this, this type of dragon, this is a relatively small dragon, de- definitely a lot smaller than Smog was in, um, in, in the story of The Hobbit. I think that these guys are called drakes, aren't
2: they? yeah although Drake Drake and dragon are are kind of um, interchangeable I think that one that you came across was a was a baby one wasn't it
0: I think so yeah I think this is yeah. a young a young dragon which which perhaps might be an indication that his parents are not far from here so let's go
2: and now they're gonna be really mad mm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Possibly, although that, of course they it's don't know. It's interesting
2: that it's red.
0: They don't know what happened to uh, <laughs> to their kids yet. Well, yet. Why, why is that interesting, uh, Inge? Yeah, because They're I
3: red. have to think about uh, if you um, uh, talking, of course, is from Great Britain, and you have this uh, these flags of the different uh, countries in Great Britain. For example, Wales has a red dragon on its flag, and that's hmm. um, is um, yeah pointing back to an Arthurian le- legend. Um, where the, uh, uh, one of the characters, Myrddin, yeah. had, uh, had a vision of the red dragon, which was re- representing the Britons, and the white dragon representing the Saxons, and then they fight uh, over over the country, and, of course, the, the red one wins. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Although I, w- I would associate dra- uh, red more with, and especially in, in the context of, you know, scaly dragons, more with hellfire and, you know, <laughs> almost a satanic color, uh, usually when we depict... Uh, what is flying up there? I see this huge shadow. Oh my gosh, let me... What is that? There's something flying above me. I, I just, I, you know, the sun got covered. Whoa! Holy moly, I just saw a glimpse of a huge blue dragon. There it is. Oh wow, and it's flying above me and I'm trying to keep up with it, it's flying pretty fast. I've never seen a flying dragon before in Middle Earth. Wow, that is is really impressive. Okay, well that might actually be uh, part of the family and it's now, uh, it's gently lowering itself into the valley below. (sighs) Wow, there's a pool actually there and it's it's uh, getting down to the water, and now it disappeared. Whoa, that was scary. Now, um, so yes, dragons have always been part of uh, of a lot of myths and, and ancient stories, and I think that uh, Tolkien, being of course his first his first passion is literature, so he knew all these stories and he used a lot of these. These ancient stories as an inspiration for uh, for his storytelling about the world of Middle Earth, and um, and especially the the whole theme of the dragon slayer is something that you you find in 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 fairy tales, but also in in ancient medieval tales, isn't it? Dave, do you have any background about the these these ancient stories or the way that the Tolkien kind of talks about? Uh, dragons and drakes in the Cimmerillion or other stories?
1: well I don't know a lot about the the uh, wider mythology um, uh, I'm, I'm sure Inga know, would know more than I would uh, although I will say um, that Tolkien does mention in one of his letters when somebody asks him about dragons that, um, uh, that he, that he I wouldn't say borrowed, but that he was inspired by some of the other stories. Um, uh, everyone always compares *The Hobbit* to *Beowulf*, but yeah. uh, he actually he uh, he says he doesn't particularly like the dragon in *Beowulf*, mm-hmm. um, and he prefers uh, the Sigurd story um, out yeah. of the, the yes. Norse legends.
3: I think
0: uh, actually, I'm
1: sure he, I'm sure you know more than I Oof. do about that. Uh, are you familiar with that story?
3: Well, Sigurd is from the *Volsung Saga* and that's, um, that's the, more the Icelandic version. And if you're in um, mainland European, yeah, you may uh, know uh, the opera Siegfried, for example,
0: Yeah, which oh. is derived
3: from the Nibelungen lead. So that's that's the it's yeah, high Germanic version of the <laughs> Volsungs saga. So, yeah, both uh, both t- tell about the same story about uh, Siegfried uh, with, with Fafni, where I talked about uh, last time when we talked about dragons, the dragon Fafni.
0: And in those old stories, dragons also usually guard a treasure right
3: yeah piles of gold and i even think
0: and i i'm i'm trying to find a reference but i think that there is one of these stories that tells that actually talks about a, a thief having to trying to steal a a treasure from a dragon and then you know a, i think losing yeah, that
3: would,
0: that losing would be
3: the be is that in a beer uh, uh, i think it's be itself it's himself i'm not very familiar with the uh, more Anglo-Saxon stories because I studied German uh, mm-hmm. literature. But uh, beowulf uh, had to steal a cup from a dragon's hoard.
0: Right, just like, just yeah, like just Bilbo. Like, yeah,
3: just like Bilbo. Yeah. And the interesting uh, thing I thought about the uh, smog who uh, was being stolen from. S- smog knows exactly how much treasure he has. So if there's one small cup missing, and he didn't see it being stolen, he still misses
1: it. Huh. That's. Uh, yes. He keeps a very detailed inventory. Yeah, okay. he's a penny counter. <laughs> <laughs> he also suppose he, he sleeps with one eye open so he can uh, keep an eye on his treasure. Well, we'll talk a bit more
0: about Smog and about the way that we're introduced to him in The Hobbit, and potentially also about uh, the influences, uh, the literary influences um, that that Tolkien integrated. But before we do that, I want to continue. And there's a there's a somewhat bigger dragon right here in front of me um, his, his scales are, are more orangey um, but I've, I kind of think that there might be even bigger dragons here in the area so I'm gonna step on my horse and just look around and see if I can uh, if I can find these these real big dangerous dragons now that we've seen these small ones we 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 can assume that smog wasn't the last one of his kind. So I'll just continue this road over this um next on the right side of this uh, this abyss of oh, this abyss and the area here is infested with these uh with these worms now Inga there there's also uh The whole the 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 name for Smog was something that uh, Tolkien was very um, adamant about. He wanted his his dragon, the dragon in his story, to have to have a character, to have an identity, Mm -hmm. and so he was looking for inspiration to come up with uh, well, well, to find a name for his dragon. And isn't it somehow also related to like? the uh, the same name that he used for uh, like Smeagol? is it Smeagol? is it yeah, is that the same root as smog I'm
3: not sure what what, na- what what it was because I couldn't find it in my old uh, German dictionary but there's I got sp- it
1: I've got it mm-hmm. it's um <clears throat> I don't know what the w- I don't know how to pronounce the word but Smoogan
3: smogon yeah
1: it basically means to to fit into a tight hole yeah it's or to, a yeah, to a penetrate
3: of a small hole yeah. yeah
1: yeah that's that's the word that he used for uh, smog's name I think he, he um,
0: the the smogan is kind of uh, penetrating and then he turned that into smiegen which which is a verb which means to to yeah. dive into to inquire yeah. to worm into in, to, to creep to sneak so it definitely has a bit of a slithery type of character Oh, and then, and then he he, he morphed that into, um, I think, an, uh, this is an old, uh, I'm not sure if it's old English or if it's if it's German, but it's let's, the word smugan, smugan,
3: which yeah. means to yeah.
0: squeeze through a hole. Yeah. And uh, and then ultimately, that that kind of evolved into uh, the, the, the the name smog, smog, the golden. And that, of course, Golden fits well with his, uh, his hobby of, of uh, <laughs> trying to gather as much treasure as possible. And so it has this slippery, intelligent, nasty, wormy character to it. And, and that was the big difference. That's why he didn't like the dragon in uh, Beowulf, because that's a nameless dragon. It's basically, it, it is a menace, but it, it's, it doesn't have a personality. It's almost like it's a, it's a it's a tool. It's an instrument of evil, but it's it. What I think it's almost
3: it's, a caricature. It's just the dragon. Yeah, or and almost that, a concept. There's not, nothing more to it.
0: Exactly, and and I think that Tolkien wanted to show with his dragon that uh, this is um, again, it's a creature that makes the same. Um, it's it, it's a creature with a free will in a certain way. It's not just instinct, um, but it, it's a creature that that. Definitely is evil. There is a moral evil in 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 a dragon, or at least in Smog. There is.
1: Well, that, yeah, that's true. Because um, the other the other dragon that's featured prominently in his works is um, Glaurung, in the Silmarillion. Yes. And he's very similar, very very personable, um, very um, at many many. He's often quite charming, um, which is you know part of the danger of dragons, uh, and also he he even though he is evil he seems to do as much damage telling the truth as he does lying um he he sort of he deals in half truths and hints and things and and these dragons um their their menace comes as much from their uh their sinister nature and their the lies that they tell and the manip- the way they manipulate people as it does from um their just their raw power yes um Glaurung, Glaurung especially he—he he does a whole lot of damage in the story of Turin just by telling Turin this or that.
0: I actually think that 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 um, uh, Glaurung is is even more menacing and more evil than um, uh, than than Smog, and I think that that um, Tolkien took his inspiration from from this whole myth about uh, of of Favnir. Where, if I'm not mistaken, Fafnir was considered to be kind of the, the prince of all dragons. He was like an uber-dragon. Yeah. Just extremely, <laughs> you know, killing everything. Even his own family, his own father, his own brothers, you know, just his own kind. Uh, yeah, just, he, just he was
3: a dwarf or something like that. Uh, who had turned was turned into a dragon because of his greed as kind of punishment.
0: Oh, interesting.
3: <laughs> That's where the greed-dragon connection comes from.
0: Oh, that might, that, oh. that explains a lot, and then of course in the story of Fáfnir, it is uh, Turin Turambar. Is that his name? <laughs> he's, he's yes, f- something like that. Yeah. Or is the, no, that's 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 actually a, that's from Tolkien's character, right? Turin. Yes, Turin glass. kills
2: uh, Ingalowrang.
0: Yeah, he's the first dragon slayer. <laughs> so he's the precursor of. Uh, well, Bilbo doesn't kill the dragon. It's it's. it's, not, uh, it's not
3: Sigurd who who uh, who kills Fáfnir. Yes. Sigurd from yeah, Sigurd. the Folsung Saga. Yeah, he's
0: from the Fols- Folsung Saga. Folsunga Saga. Oh, uh,
3: yeah. Son
0: of King Sigmund and Queen Hjordis. I love those Hjordis, names. Hjordis, yeah. And uh, so there are a lot of parallels between the story of, uh, of Sigurd and... Um, what's his name? I forgot again. The... <laughs>
2: Glaurung or Smog?
0: Um, no, the the uh, Turin. Turin Turambar. Oh, Turin oh, yeah, Turambar. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're both yep. dragon, dragon slayers. And there's also even a, a similarity, and this would be interesting if, if we ever get the time to dive deeper into the Cimmerillion stories. But the, the, even... Um, there's, a, there's a strong similarity also in the tragic nature of these two dragon slayers because both uh, Sigurd and uh, Turin share kind of a hidden past. They made like moral mistakes. Uh, there, There's something very tragic about both of them. And and in a way, their fight with the dragon is almost symbolic of the fight with their own past and with the evil in themselves, which I think is, is, is interesting. That makes it so, it makes it more than a fairy tale.
2: Yeah, and, and Tolkien also wrote um, in uh, one of his later writings, that uh, at the at the very end of all creation turin would come back and fight against the ultimate evil of morgoth in like the final ultimate Interesting. battle mm-hmm.
0: and that, that reminds me and, and and i would be i wouldn't be uh, surprised if tolkien actually got that from the the book of revelations where mm-hmm. uh, there is this another big confrontation between good and evil, and evil is represented by this huge dragon that 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 menaces the, the the woman with the stars and the child and everything. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, guys, I think I just found the parents of the of the smaller dragons that we encountered right now, and this is the big dragon. Na- uh, the big blue dragon Naglangan, Nag- and he was the the big blue dragon that was just flying above me, and he is slowly walking in my direction. And actually, I'm not, I'm just going to retreat a little bit to observe them from a distance because he looks so dangerous. And then there is a. If only s- you had a magic ring. Oh, yeah, I, I I could definitely use a bit of invisibility right now. I'm not sure if he's going to attack me but he's i think he's going to walk right past me now this dragon is at least 3 times as big as this, as the red and there he goes he takes off do you hear his wow. wings <gasps> yes he's flying away in the distance just before he saw me and there is something by the way talking about seeing me there is something uh, in the in the in the eyes of a dragon and this is not just in in Tolkien but also in mythology Dragons have this hypnotic view that if they stare you in the eyes they can almost make you forget who you are and 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 it's kind of a like a brainwashing that takes place and and this is something that you also see in in um, uh, in the Harry Potter series you know there's this this snake this big evil snake in this in the second book um, and and if you look him in the eye if you look at him in the eyes, you know he can he can totally hypnotize you and thereby kill you. And so, uh, ultimately, I think uh, the, the in, during the battle, isn't isn't it um, uh, Harry who stabs the eyes of the of the dragon, or is it is it perhaps it's the bird who does that? What the the phoenix? Yeah, the phoenix out the does out takes out the eyes. Yes. And so that I think that that's very interesting that you see that also in Tolkien's stories that Smog is, is trying to hypnotize everyone around him and, and, and you know so the, the, I
3: don't think it's really hypnotizing. It's more no. confusing. Uh, so people people's mind people cannot think very straight anymore. So you also see that with um Bilbo when he he's talking to riddles, then he almost uh, yeah. Um there's this a sequence that the, drug, the dragon flies out and kills all the ponies because of a clue that uh, Bilbo inadvertently dropped. Mm, uh, because okay. he, he, yeah, he dragged that out of him. Uh.
1: Yeah, they, they, there, Tolkien sort of mentions in his commentary during the, that sequence that you have to be very, very careful talking to dragons, and that uh, people are wont to. And become overconfident and let slip more than they originally intended, and Bill will kind of kicks himself later.
2: Mm.
0: You know, and and perhaps even the name, uh, you know, we, we we just told that that uh, smog and what was it smoke smegan means also okay. penetrating. That too could could allude to this this penetrating these eyes, you know, these fury eyes that just know exactly how to deceive you. So you got to be mm-hmm. extra aware. Now, I'm just going to try to get closer to these three dragons. There is the drake matron sitting there, and she is looking horrible this morning. Definitely a bad hair day for her.
3: Go tell her. <laughs> she's... She might
0: get mad. <laughs> she's got these big wings, and she's towering above me. And in addition to these... Dangerous wings. She's got horns, and 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 there's fire here on the on the on the ground. She's got four horns, five horns actually on top of her head, and and um, huge claws. And she's sitting there guarding her her baby dragons. And I don't know if it's. If, if If she's not seeing seeing me, but I wonder what what will happen if uh, if she attacks me. Um, <laughs> I've got this strange fascination with these dragons. like what if what if we if we, if we you know encounter if if we face her, will she react or not? There's uh,
2: we'll- one way to find out.
0: I, I think so, Just too. Just
2: don't look into her eyes.
1: And there we go. Oh, boy. Actually, yeah. I made a you're, critical you're a mistake. temptation to attack seems to suggest you're falling under the dragon's spell.
0: Yes. Well, you know what happens? The the three dragons are now pursuing me. <laughs> Drake, the oh. matron Drake
1: uses her. F- yeah. she, oh. I have Ooh, to retreat. You get to see some fire breath now. Oh
0: yeah, she she was using her fire. The, so these oh. smaller dragons can't light me on fire, but she can. And it just took one bad morning breath to kill me. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. Okay. Huh. I think. Well, at least well, you know.
3: Let's not do that again.
0: Yes. Well, she didn't actually kill me. I was able to.
2: You know, the other incident I wanted to mention with the yes. dragon eyes is during the fall of, uh, of um, oh, is it Nargothrond, Dave, where Glaurung hypnotizes Turin so that he's not able to um, yeah. rescue anybody? He just stands there, hypnotized yeah. with his sword yeah, they- up in the air the
1: the, the pseudo hypnosis of the dragons um, it uh, it plays a m- even more prominent role in Turin Turambar's uh, story than it does with in the in the Hobbit it's sort of hinted at that you know you, you really don't want to get too close to a dragon or talk to him too much or look him in the eyes because he might sort of befuddle you yeah. uh, in I just noticed <laughs> in, with Glaurung it's almost like it's almost like a spell because he he really does he yes. he freezes Turin and um, when during the sack of Nargothrond and so Turin's gonna fight and then next thing you know Turin wakes up and everybody's gone uh, and then he mm-hmm. does the same thing to Turin's sister. Uh, well,
2: and also at the uh, when uh, Turin kills the dragon eventually, with his last his last dying act of the dragon is to look in Turin's eyes and wake him up. From the spell he was under, and realized the woman he married was actually his sister. Yeah, so yes. that's yes. the dragon's final act. It sounds almost like Oedipus.
0: Well, there's definitely something of Oedipus, of the mythology of Oedipus, who married his mom inadvertently, in in the tragic nature of uh, of, of, the, of this story, and this exactly the same theme was also in this other story that I referred to earlier with uh, what's Sigurd. his name? Yeah, so he also. I think uh, slept with his sister without knowing it, or something like that, yeah. and just a lot of confusion about that. And um, so, both these dragon slayers, extremely tragic heroes, and then Bilbo, in contrast, is 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 almost a comical character.
2: <laughs> <There's> yes, <laughs> and and the story of Turin was one of the first stories Tolkien ever wrote, actually, well before The Hobbit was written. Okay,
1: it's true, and it, it was a it was. Basically, I'm, uh, I'm sort of glossing this, but basically, he was taking that the, the, that sort of classic seeger type story and rewriting it for himself. Um, it, and it, and I, it is actually it's very similar to Oedipus because it, it has that element of, of someone trying to avoid their fate and mm-hmm. in doing so, bringing it about. Yes, and that's the the, the his full name: Turin Turambar. Um uh they is basically Turrimbars means master of doom and um the the little play on words that Tolkien uses is is they refer to him as as master of doom by doom master
0: uh. Why would it be that we are so fascinated by by dragons I just wonder yeah. But- where, where That's that a good question, from. and
2: and there's dragons in all over the world, not just in yeah. um, European mythology, well, but yeah. in Chinese mythology. Oh yeah, you have dragons, and dragons in Chinese mythology tend to be more a symbol of good luck. Yes, so dragons are, are are good instead of bad, but they're still serpents with wings. In India, uh, there's all sorts of stories of dragons, so it's really a worldwide thing. Yeah, there are also in, in Italian
3: mythology uh, lots of dragon stories. That's, we, of course, have uh, the legend of St. George and the dragon. Mm-hmm. There are also other saints uh, depicted fighting the dragon. Uh.
0: How was that story again with of St. George?
3: Because that's, that's kind of the... Yeah, that's uh, uh, basically the tale of, uh, of yeah, England, because the, the big uh, flag of England is basically St. George's flag. and I, am, I think also he's a patron saint of, of uh, Great Britain or England. Mm -hmm. so um, I think it's in the golden legend but I'm not sure but this is this uh, this 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 uh, George um, passes through an area far away and then there's this this, he passes a lake with a girl and he says well you uh, you have to pass on because it's not good and it turns out that the king of the of the the neighboring city has to um, um, sacrifice a uh, to the dragon in order to keep it, uh, keep it, uh, calm. Yeah. And at one point, uh, he uh, St. George says, well, while we, I'm going to rescue you and, uh, then he, um, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's going to slay the dragon and, uh, yeah, and saves the day big, basically. So I think the legend uh, is playing somewhere in North Africa or some, some play, place far away uh, for that time. Sirene, something like that. Yeah, that's a little bit a short uh, version.
0: And that's the end of a dragon-filled episode in the area of Angmar. In our next episode, we will return to the region of Angmar. But this time, we'll take the um, the eastern entrance from the North Downs into Angmar. And you'll hear much more about that very dangerous area. For now, thank you for listening to this episode. You can find all our previous episodes by going to the website of the Starquest Production Network over at www.sq.com pn.com just look for the secrets of middle earth you can also reach us via email for your uh, comments and suggestions um, it, that would be tolkien at sqpn.com again thanks for listening hope you enjoyed this leave us a review on itunes by the way if you have some time and uh, see you next time god bless i regret to announce this is the end Going now. I bid you all a very fond farewell.
1: SQPN, leading the way in Catholic New Media.